what's up? Welcome to the On My Heart podcast. My name is Scarlett, and I have always loved talking to people and hearing their stories of how God has worked in their lives. Having this podcast is just my way I can share these testimonies with you and yours. Thank you all for being a part of this journey with me. It truly means so much. Please enjoy today's testimony. Welcome back. I am thrilled to have Laura Spradlin on the podcast. I actually met Laura eight years ago. It was my first year of playing competitive basketball. I was eighth grade, barely 14, and I was so nervous. And she was a senior on the team at that time. And I remember I just learned so much from her. And it really left a lifelong impression on me. I truly have not seen you since like eight years ago before we met to talk about the podcast. And I was just recently praying, like I do each week, that God would continue to provide people to be on the podcast. And I think he just put her on my mind. And I, you know, I follow on Instagram um, through the past several years, and he just put her on my mind, and I reached out to her. And I'm so glad that it worked out, and I'm so glad that he did put you on my mind because your story is truly incredible. I mean, your whole life is a testament of God's mercy and power and kindness and so many other things I can't wait for you to share with everyone. Um, And it's also just been fun to catch up with you. We've been laughing before this podcast and joking around about like statistics and all this crazy stuff talking. And so it's just been fun to get to catch up with you. So thank you so much, Laura, for being on the podcast. Thank you, Scarlett. It is so good to be here. Yes. Thank you. All right. Well, we're going to get started. I'm going to ask you, what is your testimony? Well, I will start uh, at the beginning of my life. So, a little bit about my parents. My dad is um, the president of Mid-America Baptist Theological Seminary. Then my mom, she's a stay-at-home mom, music teacher, you know. So, I grew up in a um, Christian family. You know, my dad's in the seminary and everything. So, I was born uh, actually in upstate New York. So, a little bit about my... I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a New Yorker. Can't you tell from my accent? (laughs) Can't you tell? Um, So a little bit about my birth story. When my mom was pregnant with me, she was told that she was going to have some complications. And um, she had to go to the hospital early, early on in the pregnancy, just to monitor for some potential bleeding and things like that. So um, she started to bleed very heavily. And the doctors said um, she would have to stay in the hospital like in on bed rest for I don't know I think it was like three months so she was lying in a bed for three months trying to get me uh strong enough to be born so she started just hemorrhaging like crazy and I remember my dad said that the doctors were like rushing in coolers full of blood Mm. she was just losing all her blood and the doctors told them this you are not going to live through this and the baby probably won't be strong enough to make it so you need to evacuate the womb to save Mm. your life and this is the right thing to do like the ethics committee from the hospital came to talk to my parents and tell them like it's okay this isn't wrong like it's a it's the right thing to save your life and they gave them 15 minutes to decide so my parents um that's never an option for them they don't believe in abortion they believe that i was a life that god Mm. had already created and put in my mom's womb and so she was willing to sacrifice her life to let me be born because ultimately god was going to decide if i lived through that not the doctor yeah so my parents told the doctor they were going to go through with the pregnancy and so 
They did, and miraculously, we both survived, even though the doctor said that we both would not make it. But <laughs> through the power of prayer and yes. just the Lord, God had a different plan. Yes. So Praise the Lord for that. Yes. That's how I entered the world. That's that story. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I grew up, like I said, in a Christian home, went to Bellevue Baptist Church where uh, Dr. Adrian Rogers was the pastor. So I grew up hearing his preaching, was in church all the time. Um, but I didn't realize until I was a little bit older, seven years old, I was, uh, doing school with my mom cause I was homeschooled and I was reading, um, represent. Verse, yeah, <laughs> homeschoolers. homeschoolers. <laughs> uh, I was reading the verse in Romans for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mm. And it hit me for the first time. I had never made a personal decision to follow Jesus. All mm. I had done was gone to church with my parents and just done things with my family but I realized I've done things that are wrong that the Bible says are sin and I have not done anything about that personally mm. and that means I'm going to hell mm. that's what I just read in the Bible uh, my mom told me you need to pray and ask Jesus to save you so I did and I was saved that day and I remember even now like I felt so excited like oh mm. I'm a Christian now I just felt lighter yeah if that makes sense I, love that. I just was full of joy yeah. I started calling people on our landline like I called my grandparents oh, and my so neighbor sweet. like I just got saved I love that <laughs> that is so sweet <laughs> so that's when um my testimony really starts my walk with Jesus mm. so growing up I played basketball like Scarlett said I was really into basketball also music my mom uh, wanted me to be a musician so I played <laughs> piano and violin uh, ever since I was like five oh my goodness. piano wow. at three violin at five wow um, so yes music was a big part of my life but I didn't really like it at the time I just wanted to be an athlete so I worked really hard at that and I really wanted to play basketball in college but I wasn't very good at the time I was pretty tall but I wasn't very coordinated so a lot of people would tell me like oh stick to music that might be a better path for you to follow <laughs> and I was so determined like to prove them wrong I was like prove them wrong. no oh yeah I will play in college so I started working out every day I became so committed oh I have to make a college team yeah I have to so I started to get a few looks from college coaches later on in uh, high school when I was 17 and it seemed like that was just really starting to work out I was yeah. so excited all your plans coming yeah coming together uh, I, I'd even um gotten some potential like music scholarships working out for piano even though I didn't really want to do that but <laughs> that was an option too yeah. <laughs> so yeah just lots of great things happening so I was driving to school one day when I was 17 and I was t-boned by an f-250 mm. going 65 miles an hour oh so my, my car was knocked like 30 yards down the highway mm. and I was rushed to regional one the trauma hospital downtown in a coma so my injuries were heavy bleeding on my brain, skull mm. fractures, broken eye socket. I broke my face so that it disconnected from the upper half. Mm. I damaged my uh, vision, my eye muscles. I have glass actually still embedded all through my face. I broke my jaw. I knocked out my teeth. I tore my carotid artery, mm. dislocated my elbow, lacerated my spleen, and severed through the tendons and the bone in my right ankle. Mm, wow. So 
Uh, I was in a coma and my parents were told by the police to get to the hospital immediately and if anyone stopped them to tell them that they had to get through um, because I was possibly going to die and Mm. he said he didn't know if they were going to make it in time. Wow. So my parents went to the hospital and I was in the coma and the doctors just kept telling them they didn't know what was going to happen but it didn't look good. Mm. They expected that I would probably die from the brain bleeding and the carotid artery damage and if I didn't die that once I did come out of the coma I would have permanent brain damage and I would never walk or talk again Hmm. so going back to my story of when I was born my Hmm. parents were just very confused at the time like god why would you give us back our daughter after she almost died already only to have her die at such a young age it just didn't make sense but my parents I really admire their faith. They're very, they just trusted the Lord during that time, even though it was so hard. And they just knew yeah. that he had a plan, even wow. though it was very dark. Yeah. I can't imagine what yeah. they felt. Uh, they just trusted him. So that was a true valley, though, for my family during that time. So uh, I was in a coma for three days. And then I came out of the coma. And I actually started talking right away, although I've been told most of what I said didn't make sense, but I was talking. (laughs) You were, yeah, wow. (laughs) Um, So I eventually had uh, 12 surgeries after that accident. Wow. Um, Hmm. I was, the doctors kept saying like, oh, you'll never play basketball again. And uh, they didn't know if I would be able to go to school, like finish high school or go to college. Uh, we were even told to make potential plans to go to the Shepherd's, oh, I can't remember the name, Shepherd's Haven or clinic mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Uh, it's like one of the top uh, facilities for people with brain injuries in the country wow. to live there. That's wow. like a place you live. So that's kind of the outcome that they anticipated. But people all around the world started praying for me through my dad's ministry connections. Mm-hmm. I got messages from people in Africa. Wow all over the u.s um taiwan just everywhere people were praying the same people a lot of them that prayed when i was born they prayed for me again even now eight years later i know um even now i still am meeting people all the time that i don't know and they're like oh i prayed for you so much when you were in the hospital it's just crazy and just goes to show when things are going on in your life that are really hard you have no idea like who's praying for you or how the lord is uh, working on your behalf. Wow. Praise the Lord for that. That is such encouragement <laughs> for me right now. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I remember when I was in the hospital, I just started thinking about basketball again. It's like, Oh, I have to get back on the court. I'm getting so rusty here in the hospital. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get fat. And they're like, you need to start to walk again. Let's talk about basketball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, uh, the physical therapist, the day I was relearning to walk, they said, you're going to take a step today. And I said, I'm going to take 10 steps. Oh my and they're goodness. like, how about we'll start with one. And my dad said I took 10 steps. <laughs> oh my goodness. That uh, is amazing. All th- that was God though. Yeah. It wasn't me. Yeah. Um, and actually my life verse through all this uh, story that I'm telling is in second Corinthians. It's the passage where Paul is talking about a thorn in the flesh that he had and he asked God to take it from him it was tormenting him to keep him from exalting himself so he says concerning this I implored implored the Lord three times that it might leave me Mm -hmm. and he has said to me my grace is sufficient for you for power is perfected in weakness 
Most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weaknesses, so that mm. the power of Christ may dwell in me. Wow. Therefore, I am well content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Mm. So during that time, I became so weak to the point of death. Mm. And you would think, well, that's definitely not the strongest moment in a person's life but for me it was wow so as all that was happening i started working out again if you can (laughs) even call it that it wasn't like really but i was like doing what i could with every part of my body that still worked like sometimes it would be one arm or one leg i love that i I could use i would do like strengthening exercises with my hands i love that oh my goodness (laughs) um and uh yeah i just felt so motivated and I know that was from God because people were telling me all the time like just give up you're not going to be able to do it the doctors people's parents that like they thought they were protecting me but I just wouldn't listen and I think partially that's the brain damage I was just like (laughs) (laughs) you're wrong (laughs) I can I can totally still do this that's amazing though (laughs) that your determination and doing you know you had your you had your eyes on a goal to play yes and I know God gave that he put that in my heart yeah um, otherwise it would have been really easy to be discouraged yeah. if I'd been thinking logically I would have been like oh yeah I probably can't yeah. my whole body's broken <laughs> yeah um but I just little by little kept getting better and doing far beyond what the doctors ever said that I would do um several of them actually told my parents they could not explain what had happened to me in all their years of medical school and experience in the field, they said they had never seen anything like that happen before, and it just couldn't be explained by science or any logic. And um, a chaplain that worked at that hospital told my dad that he had shared the gospel with more doctors through my Mm -hmm. being there than the whole time he had been working there before because they kept coming to him and saying, I want to know how that girl got better. Wow. Praise the Lord for that. (laughs) That's amazing. Uh, actually, there was a woman in Taiwan who um, her grand- grandchildren were missionaries that my family knows. And this lady was a Buddhist and they'd been witnessing to her for years. And she just didn't really want to talk about the gospel. But when they told her about my story, she also kind of similarly, similarly said, I want to know the God that helps that girl walk again. Wow. And she was saved. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. I have chills up and down my body. (laughs) Well, it just goes to show like that was such a painful time. And in worldly standards, I did lose everything temporarily. But there were eternal gains that came from that that far outweigh anything that I lost. And, you know, most everything God gave back to me. It's all God's. He gives and he takes and it's all good because it's God's plan and he's going to take care of you. Yeah. And then that verse like Romans 8, it's one of my favorite Romans 8, 28. Um, all things work together for good. Um, yes. God is a wreck, and I can't play basketball right now. My whole body is broken. I'm in a lot of pain. But through your story, through you being able to walk again, through your determination that may have not been exactly realistic at the time, <laughs> a lady in Taiwan was saved that was mm-hmm. believing in a false religion. And God used that situation. God used you. I mean, so like you said, it's it's all points back to him. It's yes. all him. Wow. Yes. So anything that's going on in your life now, it doesn't make sense and it's hard, but the same thing applies to you too, to anyone. All things work together for good and God knows what he's doing and it's just temporary. It's just earthly Hmm. pain that the world's just painful. Yeah. That's just a fact, but it's not going to last forever and God has a purpose. Good's going to come out of it. He promises. 
So, so good. So good. <laughs> so tell me about, so you had this, like they said, unrealistic determination to play basketball. So tell me a little bit about how that went for you. Yeah. So, uh, it was pretty hard. I, uh, couldn't see very well. So mm-hmm. that makes shooting a basketball kind of hard, <laughs> uh, and catching passes. Um, yeah, I had like really double vision. My depth perception is gone now. Um, sometimes I felt really dumb being out there, like trying to do things without being able to see. Um, and I kept having so many surgeries. Like every time I'd get back on the court, it'd be like, I'd be back for a little bit and then I'd have to have surgery and be out again. But little by little, I kept coming back Mm. and God just gave me the ability to be able to make it on a college team. I eventually did do that. And I know it was God because I was not the talented one. I was tall, Mm. but I was never like the most skilled or athletic. Uh, I remember even at my college tryout, I remember thinking like, oh, I am definitely on the lower end of the talent spectrum here. Like I did not feel like I fit in, but I just prayed like, God, if you want me here, please just make it happen. And he did. I had that tryout was one of the best times I've ever played in my life. And I know only God could have done that. Yeah. (laughs) And then you go on to play four years there. You just, yes, it's amazing. Wow. So that was basketball. And through being on that team, I, had several opportunities to speak at different places, sometimes for really large audiences, which was another thing I would have never done before. Mm. I'm not a speaker. I would have been too nervous, but uh, I just have kind of lost my fear for that now because, you know, when you almost die twice, you're like, you know, life is too short to let fear of what other people think keep you from serving the Lord. Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't matter what other people think. Yeah. If he's given you a story, you got to tell it. Yes. That's so good. So with that, you talked about the fear of being in front of the audience and going back to music. I know when we had first talked kind of one thing before the wreck happened, that was a big part of your life is you like to sing, but you were not going to sing in front of people because you didn't, you know, maybe you didn't think you were good enough. Maybe you didn't think, um, you know, the fear of man, like you said, but tell me about how that, how the taking, God taking away those fears away has led you to what you do now. Yes. So I've always loved singing so much, but yeah, like you said, I was too scared to do it in front of people. I used to be really shy actually, Hmm. but thanks to some frontal lobe damage, I've (laughs) lost a little bit of that um, shyness and now I just don't care as much. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but you know, I just, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I think I look back now and I'm like, what was I so scared of? Just yeah. do things and yeah. who cares what people think just do so. things that you enjoy yeah. yeah yeah well that was part of it and then also realizing like this is not about me this is for the lord so mm-hmm. if that's the case then why does what other people think matter it doesn't you know if it's for the lord then if i'm pleasing him that's all that matters so that became my mentality for singing and that gave me the courage to get in front of people and do it but yeah. at first i was still pretty scared i didn't have a lot of confidence in it but I just felt like God was blessing it and showing me that I needed to do that for him. So that's what I do now. I'm a singer. I got a degree in voice and I've been able to minister to a lot of people, share the gospel through that. Yeah. I am actually getting a master's degree in music therapy now. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, I do music ministry on the side too. I like to tie it all together, but yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. A couple of things I want to just highlight, like I said, was the first thing is that just 
jumped jump doesn't even seem like strong enough a word it was just um like dynamite in my face is the power of prayer um the power of prayer like your parents had said the first time almost losing you before you were born and then people coming around and praying for you before you were born that's just amazing gives me chills that alone would be incredible and is incredible and then a second time they're thinking god why are you taking you almost took her once like why are you almost doing this again but having the faith to keep praying and having stirring up other believers to pray for you and then now even now eight years later you said Mm -hmm. people coming and praying for you and you know telling you that they had prayed so much for you during those times and just knowing that God does hear and answer prayer and he does all things well and he does work like we talked about he does work it out for the good and so I just love that a second thing I had wanted to point out which is kind of funny is I was just gonna say that like you were a senior um, when I was eighth grader and we were playing for the same team and that was your first year back playing basketball and I remember when you hit your first three and everybody went nuts I mean I think your dad was crying I was just like oh this is so we were all going nuts we were so happy and you're so happy and I remember I really remember that it was good. I remember you're in the corner. We had a little corner yes. pass out to you and you made it. <laughs> it was so great. And um, it was just such an exciting time. And I'm just so glad that I got to be there for that and witness that comeback for you. Yes. And I guess I wanted to uh, to say a summary. It seemed to be a summary um, for your life is Psalm 30, verse 11 and 12. It says, you have turned my, you have turned for me my morning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and covered me with gladness that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. Oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. That just seems to be the theme of your life at first, taking you from a time of mourning your parents, you an unborn child that they didn't know, you know, the doctors are saying one thing and they have this conviction of, you know, that you are a life and um, that was probably a very mournful, scary time. Again, you talked about the darkness of the time when you were in a wreck, a very mournful time, and turned it not just to dancing, not just to gladness, but to literally singing. And that's what mm-hmm. you do now, which is amazing. And in that, you give thanks to God forever in that. So I just thought, whenever I was preparing that, that verse just jumped out of me. I was like, I've got to share that verse that is just incredible. And I love that. Um, another thing that I, um, that I was reading today in Proverbs 15, and it says, good news refreshes the bones. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. And the reason why I wanted to read that is because every time I hear a testimony um, for this podcast, when I hear yours or any of the other ones, it just feels like good news is shooting through my body. The news that you were saying of Jesus saving your life, your testimony, your salvation testimony, first of all, I mean, that is a miracle and that's the most important miracle right Mm -hmm. and but not only that but the two miracles of you're almost dying twice and god um giving you that comeback and not just that allowing you to have the desires of your heart playing basketball Mm -hmm. and setting you free from your fears of singing to leading you to do um to singing in front of people um in church that's worshiping and service that's literally your job and it's all to the glory of god so i just think that that's amazing and that good news just shoots in our body and it just reminds me of second corinthians when it says my inner man is being renewed day by day and that's what these podcasts are for me and i really hope they are for you because it really is so encouraging for me to hear 
the good news. So thank you for being a part of sharing the good news. Amen. I Yes, I love all that that you just said. <laughs> and you're so right. That's why when things happen, they have a purpose. And afterward, we need to tell what God has yeah. done to give other people hope. Because yeah. everyone's going through something. At some yeah. point, you can probably guarantee that. So you need to share and tell what God's done for you and yeah. remind them the same God is watching over you and he's going to take care of you. Yeah, I love that. Wow, this has been so good. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would maybe like to share with somebody? I mean, w- with anybody that's listening, um, what would you, what would be a last, you know, if you have one, I know that's kind of a very broad question, a last impacting statement from you um, that you would like to share. Um, I would say whatever you do in life, if it's not for Jesus, it's a waste. Mm. If you're not living for him, give him your life right now. Yeah. You have an eternal destiny. Mm. Are you going to heaven or hell? Simple mm. as that. Yeah. Give your life to Jesus. He's all that matters in this world. Yeah. This world is painful. Mm. It's hard. <laughs> and you can, uh, I mean, you can, you say that with conviction because like you were telling me earlier, you still deal with pain from this wreck every day. I think that part has not gone away, right? Yes, I have quite a few health problems today, and it can be very discouraging, especially being pretty young and thinking, gosh, is this what my whole life's going to be like? But, you know, this earth is not my home. I'm mm. going to heaven because yeah. I gave my life to Jesus. Yeah. And so we know that whatever pain we encounter on this earth or whatever we're doing, really, it's not going to last. Yeah. And it's not going to compare to the, like I said, it's not going to compare to the glory Mm -hmm. that's being revealed in us. And like you said, uh, you know, give your life to Jesus. Look what he can do. Mm -hmm. Look what he can do with, with Laura's life. And not just that you have to have some traumatic story, but Jesus will take care of you, whatever you're going through. That's what you were sharing. It's not that, you know, God forbid that any of you have a a horrible wreck happening but it's the fact that no matter what it is you're going through it's encouragement to pray it's encouragement that no matter what god is taking care of you right yeah yes so good yes thank you so much for that i've enjoyed this conversation so much and um again just enjoyed getting caught back up with you and i love that you sing and all (laughs) that and such a baller (laughs) not not anymore (laughs) yes anyways thank you so much and i'm glad that's another thing i love about basketball is that brought us together and that was like literally my first year so i love i love that sport me too (laughs) it's great and thank you so much again and thank you all for listening i hope you all have a blessed day Thank you all for listening to today's episode. Don't forget that a new episode comes out every other Friday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. You can also find me on Instagram at OnMyHeartPodcast. If you have any questions, thoughts, or need to find out more information, just DM me and I will get back with you as soon as possible. As always, I hope and pray that this encourages all of us and glorifies God. Thank you, and I love each of you.